Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you that I hope has been being a blessing to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, we're blessed to be birthed into and adopted into a family where our Father is a God of recovery and restoration. Our Father, who created everything and is Lord over everything, not only has the ability to bring recovery and restoration to me and you, but he has a desire to do it for me and you. In Ephesians chapter 3 of the love letter called the Bible that God wrote to you and me, our Father says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Our God is the him who's able to do that for me and you. That means our Father is not only able to do it, but he's willing to do it for us. He said that he'll do it according to the power that worketh in us that we trust that he'll do it for us. And since we know who our God is and that his word is always true, then we ought to learn to let him bring the recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you that he wants to do, especially since that's what our Father desires to do for me and you. Come on, let's let him do it. He wants to do it. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you about recovery and restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 2. It says, And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? He said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, Is there not yet any of the house of Saul? that I may show kindness, favor of God unto him. And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son, which is lame on his feet. He said, I want to show him kindness. In fact, I want to show him favor. I want to show him, in fact, I want to show him the favor of God. Now that name God right there is the, that they use is the word Elohim. Elohim, which is talking about the covenant making covenant-keeping God, which is talking about the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God. Whereas David wanted to show the favor of the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God into anybody's life who is of the right lineage. So that if any of them are in the right lineage, the favor of God is going to manifest in the midst of their life. Can I put a pause button right here? I got to do this. You of the right lineage. Praise God because you are of Jesus. Is anybody here? God is your father. And because you are of the right lineages, favor is going to be manifesting in the midst of your life. Everybody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, we're talking about the favor of the covenant-making, covenant-keeping God, which means the one that has made covenant and is now looking through time to be able to make sure I come through for you based upon the covenant that was made between him and me. Does that make sense? There's a covenant that's been made. And as a result of that covenant that's been made, we get a chance to be able to step into the favor of God, the kindness of God. And God wants to show that kindness to us just like he did for this guy right here. So I'm talking about this. Pay, pause button on. David wanted to show the favor of the covenant making, covenant keeper in God. And Ziba told David 
of a son of Jonathan who was, listen to it, who was lame on his feet. Jonathan's son was not identified by who he was, but by his circumstances and his disability. He was not identified for who he was, by who he was. He didn't throw out his name immediately. His first thought of him was to talk to him about his circumstance and his disability. Oh, if you understood how many people identify themselves with their circumstances and their disability. And if you knew how many people identify us by our circumstances and our, and our disabilities, rather than identifying us as a child of the king, identifying us for who we really are. Hey, man. But see, I, I know a guy, I got a pause button right here because I got to just keep tipping my hand because I, you know, I do that. I speak to him from the beginning. God wants to change you from a person who is identified by your circumstances and situations. He wants to change you from a person that's, that's identified by their disabilities, inabilities to be able to do certain things, to be identified by who you really are and whose you really are. Is anybody hearing me up in here? That's part of the reason for this recovery and restoration, to change people's views about you, to change what it is that they think about you. And if the truth is anywhere they're told, he wants to start it with you by changing what you even think about yourself. So that instead of identifying yourself by your circumstances and situations or identifying yourself by your disabilities, you'll identify yourself by your lineage and who he has made you to be as the righteousness of God in him. Pause button off. And the king said, is there yet? Any of the house of Saul, that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son who is lame on his feet. Mm, mm, mm. Now, lame in his feet denotes immobility. It denotes immobility. Now, immobility is the inability to effectively move about and or advance yourself. The Immobility is the inability to effectively move about and to advance yourself. To advance yourself. Well, you can't do it. So it denotes that either you need help most of the time to get where you're going, you're trying to get to. You need help most of the time because of the immobility, getting where you got to get to. Or that you, you get to where you get just slowly and laboriously. You get, I got to show my education there once in you, sh- you, you, you get to where you get to slowly or laboriously. Well, other people quickly get someplace. It takes you a while to get there. They can quickly do things. It takes you a while to do things. I remember, praise God, some of y'all don't know nothing about nothing like this. I remember when going out to lunch or going out to dinner. I ain't talking about like going, you know, to Mickey D. I'm talking about going out to a, you know, fine dining. You know, the lunch or, or, or the dinner was like a, that was a special, special, special occasion. You couldn't do that anytime you want to. The Wiggum wasn't like that. The money, you didn't have it like that. The money wasn't there like that. You had to learn to eat everything at the house. Sandwiches, sandwiches, praise God. And if it wasn't much in the cabinet, they was definitely sandwiches. Hallelujah. Sandwiches is sandwiches without a lot of stuff in between. You know, hallelujah. Y'all know nothing about none of this, do y'all? Praise God. Hallelujah. But to be able to go to lunch, to fine dining, that was like something you didn't do every day. We're lame. We can't get to where we want to get to as quickly as other people do. But there's some folk that every day they go to a place like that. 
Every day they go fine dining. It's like, what? Why? Because they have mobility financially. They have the ability to be able to take themselves where they want to, go where they want to, do what they want to. But see, he wasn't like that. He was lame. He didn't have the ability to do that. Either he, he would need help most of the time to get the way he was trying to get to, or he would get the way he wanted to get to slowly, laboriously, or even worse. Whereas you don't even get there any time. Because sometimes when you're lame, you can't go nowhere. Some children of God are living like that. They lame in their feet. They're experiencing immobility financially. Either they constantly need help financially to be able to get to where they're trying to get to or to do what it is that they desire to do. They need help. (laughs) Or they get to where they get to slowly and laboriously. Or even worse, they don't get anywhere at all. Where year after year, they're in the same place that they was in before. The same place. Can't buy a bubble gum without a cosigner. Everybody said, that's tight. Amen. <laughs> well, him a man is. He all lame. Verse 4. It said, and the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold. He is in the house of Machir, the son of uh, uh, my boy, in Lodabar. Praise God, him. He said, and the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto him, behold, check it out. He is in the house of Machir, the son of him, in Lodabar. Where is he? So David wanted to know where it is he could find him. Jonathan's son. Why is that? That's because the kindness of God is being extended to you. When, let me rephrase. When the kindness of God is extended to you, it'll seek you out. The kindness of God will seek you out so that it can bless you. Didn't he say in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that these blessings shall overtake you? The kindness of God will track you down so that it can bless you, hook you up. And once again, that word kindness here is by implication, it's talking about kindness towards God. By implication, it's talking about kindness toward God. Now, that's important to know because any kindness or favor that's extended to me and you will actually be kindness towards God. It's just experienced by you and me. It's kindness towards God. Well, if I could do this, I'm going to say it right as I can, by doing you a favor, God is doing himself a favor. Because he ultimately is going to be the one that's going to be glorified by what he does in the midst of your life. It also translates favor or good deeds. Favor or good deeds. Which means God wants to extend favor into your life. That'll bring recovery and restoration of the substance that are supposed to be in your life. God wants to do some good deeds for you. Yes, he does. To, to you and to me too. That result in the recovery and restoration of all that was stolen from me and you. But he said, where he at? So I could be able to hook him up. So they told him where he was at. So he could look him up. Jonathan's son was living in the house of a man called Machir. Machir. In a place called Lodabar. Now the place where Jonathan's son lived at the time was Lodabar. The word Lodabar means pastureless. Pastureless. Whereas, think about it. A son of Jonathan, royalty, was living in a house in Lodabar. 
in a pastureless place. In a pastureless place. As though he has no Lord. As though he has no God. Because the Bible says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, t- he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He's not in a pastureless place. He's not in a pastured place. He's in a pastureless place where there's no, no green, no pr- nothing for him to have and eat. Just like many of God's sons and daughters are living in a house in a place called Lodabar. They're living in a pastureless place. Oh, yes, they are. This pastureless place, Lodabar, belonged to a man by the name of Machir, who is the son of Am, 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 him. Let's work with Mark here. Jonathan's, now before we go to, to all those, I'm going to deal with Jonathan's son's name. His son's name was Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Which comes from two Old Testament words. This is deep. His name comes from two Old Testament words. The first one is Pawah. P-A hyphen A-H. Pawah. Which means to puff. Or to blow away or scatter into corners. To puff, to blow away, or to scatter into, por- into corners. That's one part of his name. Second part of his name is Bosheth. Bosheth. Methivosheth. Bosheth means shame. Whether it's the feeling of shame, whether it's the condition of shame, as well as its cause, whatever causes shame. It's talking about shame. So you put those two together, it means dispeller of shame or that which blows away shame or that which blows shame and scatters it into the corners of our life or just blows it away. But the only problem was, even though his name was Mephibosheth, which meant dispeller of shame, he had been living his life in shame. Even though his name is Mephibosheth, which means dispeller of shame, He's living his life in shame. Well, here it is. The son of Jonathan is living in Lodabar, a pastureless place. Named the speller of shame. But he's still living there. Everybody say, mm, mm, mm. See, the problem is, I'm, let me fast forward because I'm, I'm losing y'all with all these names and stuff like that. Let me fast forward. Praise God. Sometimes we don't live up to our name. Sometimes our living conditions does not match our name. Sometimes our name says one thing, but we live in something different. So here, this royal lineage, instead of living royally, is living in a pastoral place. Not in the king's palace like king's kids do, or at least they're supposed to do, but in a pastoralist place. Not in royal splendor like the son of royalty is supposed to do, but in a pastoralist place. Something different than what he should do because it don't match the name. Not living in the best, but a pastoralist place is the best that he can do at that time. Here he is born in the royalty, but instead of living royally like royalty, he's been living in a pastoralist place that is sold to him by, which belongs, let's do it this way, which belongs to Machir. Let me get ahead of myself. It belongs to Machir. Now, the name Machir means salesman. So this pastoralist place, Lodabar, belongs 
The house in that pastorless place belongs to Machir. It belongs to Machir. Who's it belong to? The word Machir means salesman. Now think about that. Salesmen convince people to buy something. They convince people to buy something. Salesmen have this ability to convince people of things. That includes convincing them to buy something that's not really for them. Because how much stuff is in your house really wasn't supposed to be for you. You just was sold it by a salesman. Convincing them to buy something that's not really for them. And or convincing them to possess something that should never have been theirs. Because that's what salesmen do. Salesmen sell you on something. They convince you of things. But unfortunately, too many saints are living in a pastorless place that actually belongs to a salesman. Whereas you got a mock here. See, many believers, just like Mephibosheth, have been living in a pastorless place that has been sold to them as a place that they should live. It's been sold to them that it's okay that you live here. In fact, it's sold to you that this is a good place that you're in. They've been sold the idea by their makir, that is their salesman, a salesman who convinced them of things, convinced them to buy a lie to live a life that was never for them, convinced them to possess a lifestyle and a mindset that should have never been theirs. This lifestyle should have never been ours. Paycheck to paycheck, financial wreck, should never be associated with people named what we're named. Because it don't match. Let me see. Christian, little Christ, like Christ, living in Lodabar, pastureless place. That's a Scooby-Doo moment. Lodabar? See, you had to say, see, you had to sell people stuff. You know, just like the devil had to sell Adam the concept of dying. It took him 930 years to convince him to die. Because he had so much life of God in him that even after he failed, he had to be convinced to die. A lot of us have been convinced that where we is is good. That where we have attained to is good. But it don't match the name that he gave you. Is anybody hearing me up here? And if that ain't bad enough, check out who was Makir's father. My man, Amimimululu. You know it, it's up there. A-M-M-I-E-L. Mamank. My mank name, this deep. Deep. My, man, my man's name means the people of God. His name, the one that birthed Makir, the one that brought Makir into existence. His name is the people of God. It means the people of God. So that then means that this pastureless place belongs to Makir, whose name means salesman who came from and was birthed by the people of God. Salesmen who convinced the people of God to buy the lie 
that causes them to live in Lodabar come from the people of God. It's the saints who are convincing people. God's royal lineage to live like ants. Saints are doing it. Sometimes when I listen to radio, I might listen to radio, praise God, and I'm going to watch a TV program for a minute or two. There'll be pastors that are speaking against you living a prosperous life, mocking it. If God wanted everybody to be rich, then everybody would be rich. <laughs> I'd be like, if God wanted everybody to be stupid, they'd be like you. When the scripture clearly says what God wants. And if you don't want to work with scripture, come on, let's just go with logic. Because God is a very logical being. Do I have any parents in the house? Say, hey. I know you can't wait to hear about your kids being broke. And if you're broke, the broker they are, the happier you are. Because it's showing that they're good kids with their broke self. And, and if they tell you I got a raise or, 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 or I got, I'm making more money than I ever made in my life, daddy or mama, you'll tell them, you heathen you. Quit trying to be like the world and take money. Stay broke like me. Does that sound crazy to anybody up in here? But people will attach that to God as though he wants his people living like that. And cause them to buy something that's never was supposed to be theirs. Cause them to be convinced of something that should never have been their thinking or their mindset. And that comes from and through the people of God. Unfortunately, it's the people of God who are producing the salesmen. Who convince people to buy a lie to live a life that they were never supposed to be for them. And convince them to possess a lifestyle and a mindset that was never supposed to be theirs. But Mephibosheth's time had come to leave the pastureless place and enter a place that was worthy of his name. Leave the pastureless place and then move into a place that is worthy of his name. A place where there'd be no shame. Because he was in shame back there. Hiding who he is. In fact, it's quiet as I ain't got a chance. I don't have time to get all into the historical factor of this. I said, this thing is so rich. And get into the historical factor of this. He was hiding in Lodabar. He knew who he was, but he didn't know what it meant. He thought something. I'm going to get to that. He thought something different about what it meant. Just like a lot of people think that being a Christian means being broke. And we've accepted that. That's why people make vows of poverty and things like that. That's why we, we accept everything cheap and substandard and second rate and it's rather than the best of everything. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Because a lot of us don't have a mindset that, oh Lord, oh Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. And even if his name is excellent, we don't see our name supposed to be that same way too. His name excellent, ours adequate, substandard. God said, no, I want to restore to you a mindset that's supposed to be in you. I want to restore, I want to bring restoration and recovery of a mindset that's supposed to be in you so it can drive out that one that was never supposed to be in you. It was never supposed to be yours. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're coming to know and believe that your Father, God, who Scripture teaches us is a God of recovery and restoration, 
can and will be a God of recovery and restoration in your life. That's if we let him. Precious, our Father wants to recover and restore everything that the devil has stolen from me and you. He loves us enough to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. And that recovery and restoration even includes recovering our good health. Let's let him do what he has the ability to do and wants so much to do for me and you. Let's let him bring recovery and restoration into our lives like only he can do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas. That's 78213. We'll be more than glad to send it out to you right away. I'm talking about ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in San Antonio or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, no problem. We'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be more than glad to come and get you. So come on through and bring a few of your friends with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.